All right. It is Tuesday. Show me the money club live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific right here on the Rideshare Guy. We got a very backed show for you today. We're going to get right into it. Uh, first, we are just going to do a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we do have Lori Simmons of the People's Lobby USA, as well as Alderperson Michael Rodriguez from the 22nd Ward of Chicago on with us today. Uh, we're going to be talking with them basically about the Chicago ordinance, what's going on, uh, a lot of different things there. So looking forward to that. After they're off, we have uh, some other topics. We're going to be talking about Uber and Lyft drivers. Markets are extremely oversaturated. What's going on with that? Also, we're going to be talking about how the sky is not going to fall when we have legislation like Chicago or Seattle and Washington. Uh, the sky has not fallen in the state of Washington, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Uber's take rate argument. What's going on with that? Uh, we want you to know your weekly statements, uh, so we're going to see something along with that. We're going to be talking about how Massachusetts is creating a new uh, something that's going to be coming on their election, their proposal. It's going to be a Prop 22 clone. So if you don't like what's happening in California, then you might want to get vocal if you live in the state of Massachusetts. Also, we're going to be talking about uh, Mayor Adams of New York City. He's weighing in on what they're talking about when it comes to Uber and Lyft uh, vehicles that want to be emission free and ADA compliant. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we're going to be ending the show on some facts and funnies. Sergio, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. As our audience knows, uh, I'm a huge, huge backer of legislation because I think the pendulum has swung too far in the, you know, in the way of the, the TNCs and DNCs. So, but what better way than have these two guests that, that are coming up? Um, so, yeah, I'm thrilled actually this is one of my most exciting episodes for me so oh yeah absolutely uh but first we want to get into thanking today's sponsor upside so sergey i don't know about you but i can't believe how much it costs for gas now uh, buddy i never pay full price i downloaded the free now free is the keyword upside app and i get cash back every time i go to the pump wow you actually get paid real cash when you buy gas with the upside app cash within 24 hours i earn back up to 25 cents per gallon and it's also available in a lot of restaurants and grocery stores now and uh i would say i made over 300 bucks over the last year uh, using the upside app oh awesome all right yes yeah, so you can download the free upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code rsg25 for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up again that's code rsg25 Cashback is not available on gas in Jersey or Wisconsin. So if you are in those states, you can still use the Upside app. Uh, there are other ways to earn cash back. It's just not on gas. Uh, so again, make sure you check the link in the description below and enter RSG code, or I'm sorry, enter code RSG25. All right, so let's get right into today's guests. We have Lori Simmons on. Welcome, Lori. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate that. And we also have Alderman Michael Rodriguez. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate this. Thank you for having me. Thank you both for coming on. As I said at the opening, this is probably one of the most um, exciting episodes that I was, I've been actually looking forward to, um, to have you both on. Um, I think the, the pendulum has swung way too far towards the TNCs and the DNCs way. And if it's legislation and such as yours that's coming up that we're going to talk about, 
I'm all for it. I'm going to push with everything I have for legislation to uh, aid the gig workers. Now, I will have other person, uh, Michael Rodriguez uh, and Laurie, introduce themselves, and then we'll go into the details. Well, thanks for having us, Sergio and Chris. Uh, it's quite the pleasure to be here in the Windy City, uh, America's greatest city. Um, and we are so excited to be working in an environment of co-governance here in our great city of Chicago. We've elected progressive mayor in Brandon Johnson. Our city council uh, out of 50 now has 19 members of the Progressive Caucus, of which I share as the whip. And in the infinite wisdom of Mayor Johnson and my colleagues, they have named me the chair of the Workforce Development Committee here in the city of Chicago. So uh, we just got one fair wage done, working on paid leave enhancements for folks in the city of Chicago. And of course, we are working to make rideshare better for the riders. Uh, the fact is, the workers do better in our great town. Everyone does better. I'm the child of immigrants. My dad was a third shift truck driver, Teamster union member. My mom was a federal union employee. And the fact is, those jobs, those good jobs, allowed for me and my siblings to go to college and build a better life. And now, as an older person in the city of Chicago, I want to make that happen for my community. And what better way than the brothers and sisters that are doing God's work, transporting us day in and day out throughout our great city, throughout our great country. Thank you. And how about you, Lori? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a gig worker organizer with Chicago Gig Alliance, which is a project of the People's Lobby. We're a progressive nonprofit here in Chicago. And um, I was a, a full-time rideshare driver uh, just doing Uber and Lyft for about five years up until the pandemic hit when um, a lot of things changed and I ended up um, moving into uh, becoming an organizer full-time. But, you know, this was a, a big game changer for me. I mean, rideshare for, and I think myself and a lot of people, you know, it kind of gave us the opportunity to kind of take some of our autonomy back in a lot of ways. And, you know, the drivers who have been on the platform for a really long time know the specific kind of heartbreak <laughs> that we have seeing the pay going the way that it has been going and seeing our friends and the people that we care about losing access to the app, you know, on a whim, you know, on things that, you know, are easily, you know, disprovable. Um, one of my best friends who actually uh, got me into driving uh, rideshare in the first place um, actually just lost uh, his account, uh, his ability to drive on Uber not that long ago based on the facial recognition technology claiming that his face doesn't match his face anymore. So, um, you know, it's very close to my heart, these issues. And, you know, the ordinance that we've put together has been based on a lot of feedback from workers, you know, thousands and thousands of conversations that we've had with workers here in Chicago. Um, and, uh, you know, even, you know, talking to people in other cities and, and engaging, you know, how their ordinances were successful and how we can make ours better. Um, so I'm really excited about what we can achieve here. And also, as um, Alderman Rodriguez pointed out, um, we're really uh, on the forefront right now of progressive politics here in Chicago. So this is a really exciting time. And I'm really glad to be here to talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned deactivation. So before I forget, please email me his uh, name and email address. Let's see if we can do something about his uh, face not matching the AI software that they have over there. 
Yes. Um, uh, so uh, without, I mean, extending this, obviously, um, you know, our audience watched it in, in thousands. Um, I interviewed the CEO of Lyft, Mr. David Risher, about a week ago. And the, the things that are in your ordinance speak to about the three issues that I talked to him about, which is pay, obviously, which is unjust deactivations, just as Lori talked about, and driver safety. So uh, let's just jump right in. I mean, tell us a about the ordinance, what specifically it does in these topics, and then uh, we'll continue after that. Yeah, you want me to? You want, all right. Oh, <laughs> all me. Um, yeah, so yes, there are three main big pieces, and that is pay, worker safety, and um, deactivation protection. So um, for pay, uh, what we've done is uh, it's increasing the per mile per minute pay. Um, right now, uh, we don't have a pay scale. They eliminated our pay scale earlier this year, um, but uh, we used to be getting paid about 60 cents a mile. Um, which was criminally low considering um, the mileage reimbursement is 58 cents a mile. So, or I guess it was at the time, but um, this pay increase would bring us back uh, up in line with what, you know, somebody in the transportation industry needs to be earning per mile in order to make a profit um, and sort of take away some of the importance on relying on these, um, you know, quests and games that we have to play in order to make our pay whole. Um, we really just want uh, to be paid fairly uh, for every ride. So $1.85 a mile and 65 cents a minute is what the pay scale would, would go to. And this would be increased on a yearly basis. Um, something else that we have uh, that other ordinances have not included in the past, uh, but we think is really important is the um, commission cap. So, you know, I'm sure drivers, if you look at your, your breakdowns, you'll notice um, Uber and Lyft are taking a lot of times 60%. You know, it is a, a scale that changes, but, you know, I've seen, you know, the pay more and more often uh, the company is, is keeping more than half. And considering the fact that drivers are responsible for all of the cost of vehicle operation and our additional insurances that we have to purchase and everything else, it, it seems um, unsustainable. Um, so our commission cap uh, would cap what the companies can take at about 20 percent, um, which historically is what they did take for a long time. I was grandfathered in at like 15% back from 2014. So um, not super crazy, but we feel the drivers are doing the bulk of the work and the most dangerous part of the work. So they should be getting compensated for that. Um, and this would also uh, create a worker assistance fund that would give drivers the ability to get, um, you know, dash cams or safety equipment, um, you know, get assistance purchasing those. Um, and then uh, as far as worker safety goes, um, the big thing is, obviously, we are very, very tired of not knowing who is in the vehicle with us. Um, it's very scary prospect. I know personally a lot of people who have been on the receiving end of assault from their passengers. Um, and, you know, when you try to do something about it, report it or, you know, contact somebody and the person's name is um, Bay or, or it's not a real name, you know, you're, you're obviously not going to get very far um, and that person also can't be banned from the app because they don't actually know who that person is. So even if you contact the company and say, look, my passenger was violent towards me, all they're going to tell you is, oh, OK, well, we removed them from the app. How do they even know who this person is? Um, you know, Lyft recently rolled out their um, women ordering women rides, uh, rides for women, which 
would be wonderful if we knew that that was actually going to be how it worked. But since we don't actually check the identity of the passengers, nobody knows if the person ordering that ride is actually a woman. And I fear this puts drivers even in more danger. You know, now it's an easy button to just contact and have a woman show up, um, you know, in a vehicle. So um, we want the companies to do their due diligence and to be able to verify the identity of the people using the app. And this could be as simple as having them upload some sort of um, ID. We don't want it to be, you know, we don't want people to lose access to using the app, you know, good customers, people who are using it fairly and safely. Um, this isn't meant to be exclusive, um, but we do feel that it's important for the companies to know who is actually using the service um, to protect their workforce. Um, so that is part of it. And then, you know, the big one that we're hearing more and more about is deactivation. And, you know, this wasn't such a big deal. If you look, you know, back in time, 2016, 2017, you know, uh, we actually FOIA'd data from the city of Chicago to get a, to better, a better understanding of what is going on with deactivations. Um, something changed in 2019. At the end of 2019, we went from having maybe 30 drivers deactivated in a month to hundreds and hundreds of drivers deactivated in a month. We don't even really know the reason for the change, um, but it has affected a lot of people's lives. Uh, lives. And um, we actually released a deactivation report um, recently. So that information uh, will be available to people um, on our website. Um, and you can see the impact that it's had. Um, we're talking thousands of workers a month at this point, um, based on the most recent data that we've gotten. And that's only that's only deactivations that are being reported. Many of them are not. These are just the ones that are being reported to the city of Chicago because they're considered safety issues. Um, so there's thousands and thousands more that are going unreported and unchecked into. Um, so, you know, this we feel is going to go a long way to making workers safer, making this job sustainable and bringing back the hope that a lot of us felt you know, in the early days of, of, you know, working for these companies that, you know, maybe there's a future. Um, it just, it makes no sense uh, that Uber has just become profitable. And in order to do so, they had to wipe out a profitable industry <laughs> and then uh, stop paying their workers. And that was the only way that they were able to uh, make ends meet as it were. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these are all things actually drivers have been asking for, for almost a decade now. So, uh, we know what's happening with pay. Um, uh, Mr. Rodriguez. So what would you add to Lori's and where is the proposal now? Where do we stand as far as the, the application of it and the, uh, when the vote should be expected, things like that, I, I guess are in your, uh, in sure. your field. So just to step back quickly. Um, you know, we have an economy that's doing fairly well under President Biden. We have a local economy here in the city of Chicago that's strong. I just saw data that our population has increased over the last several years. We have the Democratic National Convention coming to the city of Chicago. We have a new mayor uh, that's a people's mayor on the side of movements and progressive politics, on the side of workers. Now is the time to make sure that the prosperity that our country is going through, that our city is going through, that we all share in that prosperity. The fact is, is that companies, no matter how they're funded, um, whether they're hedge funds or startups, um, you know, they need to make a profit and that's okay. 
but workers deserve respectable wages as well. And they deserve their piece of the pie as well. So I just wanted to say that as the preface to why we're partnering with the People's Lobby and the Chicago Gig Alliance um, and why we're tackling pay, why we're tackling the deactivation process, why we're ta tackling the commission caps and surge caps, things of that nature. You know, um, I think Lori explained the policy well, so I won't go too far in depth there. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Upon introduction of the ordinance, of the ordinance that I'm sponsoring, we were able to procure almost 30 signatures, co-sponsors of our 50-person body. Um, the fact is, is that I do believe we have the votes to pass this ordinance. Um, over the next several weeks and months, we will be negotiating in vigor with the city and with the companies to get as good a policy as possible for the workers of the city of Chicago, for the drivers that so desperately need this legislation to be enacted. Look, opposition has already started. Uh, for the last several months, we've seen paid ads um, in some of our uh, blogs and periodicals. Um, you know, we 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 know the, we know the playbook, um, but the fact is is that um, the people power that the Gig Alliance has organized, uh, and that others are behind, it's winning the day. Um, we just got rid of the subminimum wage here in the city of Chicago in a vote of 36 to 10. Um, now, over a five-year period, restaurant workers will not be earning a subminimum wage that we were earning tips on top of their wages. That happened through my committee and city council with partnership, working with the mayor as one of his top priorities. This is the rideshare ordinance is also something our mayor campaigned on and supported, that I campaigned on supported, that I've introduced in council, and we're going to get it past the finish line really soon. I, <clears throat> I would venture the bet that I would like to come back on this show in late winter, uh, early spring of next year with the big old trophy uh, and, uh, and the champion's belt um, for the most progressive rideshare ordinance uh, in the country. Right. So uh, for both of you, you know, let me play the devil's advocate because whoever comes for interviews on the show, you know, we don't do typical interviews, right? So, um, you know, a lot of people just come on and you know, expect softballs and things like that. Let me, let me, let me play Uber and Lyft for you guys a little bit. Okay. Um, as you said, you know, the campaign has begun, you know, their playbook. I know their playbook extremely well, right? So they're going to push a whole bunch of um, notifications in the driver app, as well as the passenger app saying, to the driver, well, you're going to lose your flexibility. You're going to lose your freedom. This is not good for you. You're not going to be able to work. We're going to put you on schedules. You may even be employees. On the rider app, they're going to say, well, you're not going to be able to afford these trips now because these trips are going to quadruple or quintuple or double at least, right? And look how effectively they played that game in Minneapolis, where the mayor vetoed it ultimately after a past ordinance. Look what happened in the city of, uh, I mean, in the state of Minnesota. The governor vetoed that as well. Last year, we had a proposal, which was a super clean proposal. It had nothing to do with rate increases or not by Stephanie V. Hill in Colorado. They killed that bill as well. So we know what these companies are capable of as far as lobbies and whatever they do, the scare tactics. And the last one, they always will say, well, we're going to leave. We're going to just get out, pull out. 
What do you guys say about all that? Both of you. Oh, oh the sky is always falling. Yeah, always. You know, we raised the minimum wage in the city of Chicago. The sky was going to fall. And we've got robust uh, business engagement here in the city of Chicago and some potential growth. The sky was going to fall when we passed Fair Work Week legislation to make sure women primarily were able to have predictive scheduling. And the sky has not fallen. We just passed tip wage. And something about me really believes that our restaurants are going to do well. As a matter of fact, we look across the country with one fair wage jurisdiction and doing quite all right. Look, we know the playbook. And by the way, I'm not disrespectful to Uber and Lyft. I appreciate them as entities. I want them to do very well. I've got no problem with them doing very well. But if drivers do well, everyone does well. And that's what this is about. We're going to bring them in in a very respectful conversation uh, and dialogue. We have dialogue with them already. Um, and we will get to what's a great piece of policy, primarily for drivers in the city of Chicago. I feel good about our efforts. We have a track record in the city of Chicago of doing well. As I stated, the mayor of the city of Chicago campaigned on this. I think we've got uh, the, the deck stacked in our favor. With that said, we're going to be very respectful of all sides listen, work together, come up with a great uh, uh, piece of legislation, a substitute ordinance, uh, eventually, um, that's going to include a significant pay increase for riders. It's going to include enhanced protections. It's going to include uh, some address of the deactivation uh, situation, or I will take my name off the piece of legislation. Yeah. yeah, I also would like to point out, um, you know, they've had a lot of things happen recently that they didn't necessarily want. Um, we saw the type of thing that they're going to throw at us earlier this year um, when the um, state thing passed that made them no longer um, exempt from being a common carrier in Illinois. So, you know, we, we got a little taste of their playbook there. Um, but yet they are still operating here, <laughs> despite the fact of uh, crying that they would not be able to. Um, they are still operating in New York. They're still operating in Seattle. They're still operating in London, where they've had probably the harshest, uh, you know, changes uh, to the industry. And many times Dara has said um, that their business model uh, can thrive no matter what. Um, you know, they can thrive under any model, basically. So. Um, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to thrive using this model. Um, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, other person, uh, Rodriguez, quite actually eloquently put it that, you know, I don't want Uber and Lyft to go away either because there's millions and millions of people are using these services. They may not be qualified to do anything else. They're putting food on their families' tables. I don't want them to go out of business at all. But I think fairness has to come into play at some point, even if in the most capitalistic society that we're in. Fair, this is not fair, especially what happened with upfront fares now, where there's an opaque algorithm, black box algorithm, that nobody knows why people are getting paid what, right? There is no time. There is no distance involved. We just recreated the wheel. Let's just be happy with what you're getting. I'm like, no, I'm not going for that. So... Um, you know, as you said, Lori, there is a model in Seattle that's been in existence for over two years now. And then it spread to the state of Washington, right? 
I, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful way to go. Start with the cities, city by city, state by state, start small fires and expand it to states. And like I said, I, it's my promise to you and, and, and Mr. Rodriguez, you can come back with your trophy anytime you like, open invitation to you. Um, you know, I am supporting this bill and I am supporting this ordinance and we have a huge, huge audience in, in Chicago and I'm going to do everything I can from California. And if you guys need my help at all, you know where to find me. So, and, but what, you know, other person Rodriguez said is very true. You want them to come to the table. We need to bring these people to the table because by just taking a, you know, you know, our sword in the ground and say my way or the highway is not going to work with these people. They have very strong lobbies. We know what they're doing in Massachusetts. We know what's going to happen, what happened in the past. But all I'm saying is drivers need a win because we, we kind of lost a few now, right? But, you know, we're throwing punches and we, this is part of the war. We can lose a few battles here and there, but I think this is something that you guys should be proud of. And, and, I just want to keep following up because we do a lot of follow-ups about legislation on our show. And anytime you guys want to show up and give us an update, you're more than welcome. We have a few more minutes. So in closing, Laurie and uh, Alderperson Rodriguez, you um, correctly said that, you, you know, you want to respect them. You want to sit down and talk to these companies and come up with a resolution or to, to a point that it's favorable to both sides and the sky is not going to fall. Um, Unfortunately, these companies do not like to play the game that you guys want to play, right? Um, what have you seen as far as lobbying is concerned? Have you seen like tremendous amount of lobbying already or what's going on with that? Um, not a tremendous amount, actually. They put a lot of effort into trying to kill that state thing that happened earlier this year. Um, they've been pretty quiet on the rideshare ordinance. Um, we do not call for reclassification in the ordinance. Um, but uh, they have um, been posting um, ads stating that drivers in Chicago are making $30 an hour um, after expenses, which we know is <laughs> just complete nonsense. So um, so they have their little misinformation machine going, but uh, we expect, um, as usual, the closer we get to the time that it should be passing, the harder they'll be pushing. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I I don't see this as a zero net sum game. I don't see this as a war. Like you said, we need them to do well. Um, but the fact is, is that, you know, power concedes nothing without a demand. Power concedes nothing without organized communities fighting for themselves. That's what's happening here. Drivers are organized. They're coming to the table. They're pragmatists. They, they know what they want and they know what they want to get. And I'm so proud uh, to be working with those drivers through the Gig Alliance and, uh, and, uh, and through the People's Lobby. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that we're going to have a win pretty soon here. We, 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 we do know that um, there will be opposition, right? Um, and I'm hopeful we can we can we can cut a deal with 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 folks that that's a that's a favorable deal um, for drivers. But you know if we've got a um, push for a divided vote, you know we're going to go that route. Um, and and I'm very very hopeful 
and I lean towards the precedent that we set here in the city of Chicago, being a progressive city, able to pass pro uh, worker legislation. And I'm very excited to continue on that path. Yeah. So like I said, you know, you both are welcome anytime you guys want, you know where I'm at and, and I will do my best actually just blast emails to all our Chicago audience, you know, to go support this ordinance. I mean, look, you know, it's, it's about time. It's about time that something has changed in the favor of the gig worker. By the way, I was going to ask you that to start, but I'll ask you at the close. Um, is this just for rideshare drivers or is this also for delivery drivers as well, this ordinance? Yeah, this is actually only for rideshare. Um, the way that we saw it being successful in New York and in Seattle was doing rideshare first and then working on delivery after. So that's that's yeah. the next one we're going to tackle. Great. And so the um, thing I say is we, we don't address reclassification here because that's a state issue. It's not a city issue. Yeah. Um, so just to be careful. Yeah, I'm glad that, that that's not part of the issue. You know, uh, I mean, look, I love talking to you guys. So um, I know we have less than a couple of minutes, but if the negotiations came to a halt, right? You guys are hitting a wall, let's say. The lobbying is so intense and whatever they're doing is working. They're scaring the drivers. They're scaring the community, the, the rider community, saying that, oh, your fares are going to go up double, triple. We're going to pull out all this good stuff that they're going to do. Get ready for it. They're going to do it. Uh, uh, but what would you, you know, if they watered this bill down to the point that to walk away, what would that be, uh, Alder Christian Rodriguez? What part of the bill would you be willing to let go and what part you would just say, no, you know what, this this goes, I'm going to leave the table? Well, <clears throat> Sergio, I'm not going to negotiate on your radio show. Okay. Uh, what I will <laughs> I say, I tried. <laughs> what I will say is that um, we have a great group of folks that I'm working with, the Chicago Gig Alliance. We have a progressive city council, 30 of which have already or, or so have signed on to our legislation. We would have gotten more if I had a little bit more time before I uh, filed the legislation, uh, which is a great start. And um, we feel good about the road ahead. We're going to work in earnest to get a great bill passed. And I feel good about us making that happen. And listen, before I before I go, I just wanted to thank uh, you, Sergio, and Chris, for having us on. Um, the fact is, is that we need to organize people in every way we can. And this is one of the ways that seems to be working. And I want to congratulate you for, for having this platform. And I thank you very much for having me on. Y brevemente en español, br briefly in Spanish, if that's okay. Absolutely. A, todos, a toda la gente que maneja y habla español, pues estamos con ustedes a nivel nacional aquí en Chicago apoyando que hay mejores ingresos para los que están manejando por Uber y Lyft y también que hay más seguridad y que ustedes pueden ganar un laboral, situación de laboral mucho mejor. Muchísimas gracias por oír and thank you so much for, for, for having me on. I don't know if we're done at time, but... Uh, uh, no, well, look, I, I'll give you all the time you want. And I, I was <laughs> going to ask you how they will be able to, our community in Chicago will be able to reach you. I know I sent Chris... Um, the link for the People's Alliance and People's Alliance USA and also your offices. I found your link, your website. Um, but if there is something specific about this ordinance that uh, the drivers can come in and voice their opinions, if there is a comment period, whatever that is, right? Um, send us the links. We'll put it on the show notes. So whoever's going to watch, who's watching it now live and later on by the thousands, at least they have a way to voice their opinions as well and get in touch with you. So. 
Um, but you know, we can we can do this all day if you guys want it. So I'm okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah, I'll send a like, um, yeah, if drivers in the area want to get involved or, you know, want to talk about the ordinance, they can always um, come to our website. It's uh, chicagogigalliance.org. And there's a place in there to put your information if you're a driver and somebody from our organization will reach out to you. Great, great. Well, I want to thank you both, seriously, from the bottom of my heart. I think this is very near and dear to my heart, really. And, and uh, you know, I, I said this and for the last two months now and then you know whatever ordinance that there is that's helping and the gig workers you know with higher pay unjust deactivations and safety i'm all for it so uh with that said thank you again for both showing up and uh please come back for an update and and uh, other person rodriguez if you do pass this thing i do now you promised you're gonna come back so <laughs> absolutely happy to Okay, great. Thank you again. Um, we'll keep uh, our audience posted, but please also keep us posted with where the ordinance is at. Again, thank you very much. Thanks. Yes, thank you. All right. All right. That was Alderman Michael Rodriguez and Lori Simmons from Chicago joining us today, uh, talking about the ordinance. Uh, what do you What do you break down from that, Serge? I look, man, I think this is everything the drivers have been asking for a long, long time, right? Yep. I know it's not going to be easy as, as easy as uh, uh, Alder Rodriguez said, but at least he said it in the right note. Do you notice yep. that he didn't say my way or the highway, leave if you mm -hmm. want? Like, none of that stuff. He said, you know, we all want them to disappear. He knows it. We don't want the rider community or the driver community to, to suffer in case they do pull out. But then we know we talked to Steve Wright, right? Rides ride share. They're already in Chicago. So there is there is a possibility of takeover. But we don't want these companies to disappear, but we want them to come to the table. And he said it exactly that. Come to the table. Let's talk about this. As opposed to, you know, past prop twenty-two clones and all that good stuff. So I I'm I'm very interested and I'm gonna support it. So Yeah. And having 30 out of the 50 that he said co-sign it, that, that's a good step in the right direction uh, because, you know, you need so many you need so many yays uh, to pass that thing. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, we will keep you updated on what's going on within Chicago uh, as we have more information, when there's a vote, how it passes, any of that thing. Uh, we will make sure we pass along to you and all of our drivers, not only in Chicago, but everybody watching. So Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, once once the drivers wins in a state in a city, I have a feeling that this is going to fall like dominoes. Right. I mean, we you know, drivers failed in Minneapolis. Drivers failed in Colorado. I'm not going to say failed. They lost a little battle there. But, you know, once there is a win and there is another model off of the Seattle version, I think this is going to take hold. And I think uh, people, drivers need this at the moment. So let's see where we go. Absolutely. Um, so we'd love to know what you guys think about that. Uh, make sure you put in the comments, let us know. And again, if you want the links, we got the links. Hold on. I just pulled it down. Uh, we got the links to the People's Lobby USA uh, in the description, as well as um, the link to the 22nd Ward uh, for Alderman Rodriguez. Uh, so you can go there and check out the information uh, on all of that good stuff. So, Sergio, you ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right. We got we got a, quite a few topics still to talk about. 
Uh, so let's talk about this oversaturation and what's going on there. Is there going to be any relief that you can think of? No, man. All no. coming up? No. Uh, honestly, this is all my screenshots. As you guys know, um, let's show me the money for the past five, four or five weeks. And I'm out there driving. And I entertain myself <laughs> by hmm. pricing trips, not ordering trips, or pricing trips on both platforms from wherever I am at. Let's say I drop somebody off, right? Uh, either on my second phone or on the same phone, I look at the passenger app. First of all, we talked about this last week, that you have to make sure that on the Lyft app, your car is showing, and we guys, we, we showed you how to what the workaround is on that. But what I do is, Chris, is I take screenshots, buddy. <laughs> of yeah. me and, <laughs> and the ants around me and i'm like i swear to god wherever i went it did not make any difference look at these pictures okay these are all simultaneously mm -hmm. taken pictures chris the left two one from lyft one from uber you guys can see where my cursor is i'm ordering a ride the pricing you guys can tell what's happening there, the pickup time, whatever. But look at the drivers around me. Look at yep, this. They're all right there. They're I mean, all little ants right around I, you. What are my chances of getting a ping with, like, look, literally within three blocks, you have eight Uber drivers and eight Lyft drivers, and that is probably not all of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's more. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. Both, yeah, both apps show eight for some reason. That must be their lucky number, I guess. <laughs> there's 16 cars, Chris. How many trips could be generated for everybody to eat? Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a huge problem. And on the right two screenshots, again, simultaneously taken. Another spot in the San Fernando Valley, people who know LA know, close to the 101 and the 405 freeways. Look at this. It's the same picture. I got tired of looking at this picture when I was driving, <laughs> literally. I mean, I was like, I, I could, usually in the old days, when I saw this picture, they go to the right, I go to the left. <laughs> yeah, right? right. I could but, not but get that's away. The thing. If you go to the left, you got eight new new drivers that are going to pop up on that yeah, screen. Yeah, but right what there. happens is that I can grab a trip going to the left while if there is demand there. But in this case, it did not matter where I went. Right, left, up, north, south, east, west. It, it just did not matter. I was mm -hmm. surrounded, and the other drivers, I'm sure, feel the same way. That just too many drivers out there. And in a constant demand pattern, which it is, you know, demand is good. Demand is the same as 2019 or pre-pandemic levels. However, this picture did not exist then. So every corner of LA has eight Ubers and eight Lyfts, and there's too many mouths to feed, and the pie is the same. So our sliver of the pie is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. So that's why for one second, I'm not buying what the companies are saying that, oh, drivers are making $35 an active hour. How can I make $35 yeah. an active hour with this picture? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Well, that, and that's the whole thing. They're saying active hours. So again, you're cutting out yeah. the time that you're sitting there waiting. Yeah. And as there's more drivers on the road, the time between ride requests and rides that you're taking will yeah. increase. So Absolutely. you're going to have... You know, it, it could still be the same, the $30 that they claim, but in actuality, when you actually do it over a true hour, yeah. that's going to probably start shrinking because you have more drivers on the road taking the same amount of rides. That means more time in between. Yeah, that's called utilization factor, right? Your utilization yep. factor is period two, period three, meaning on your way to the passenger, 
and with a butt in the back seat versus your idle time. Well, out of 60 minutes, we know 60 minutes, we cannot change. There is another one. I mean, I was like, I was dumbfounded, bro. <laughs> I have yeah. never seen it like this. And this is, by the way, okay, this, I am in a part of LA, in the suburbs of LA, okay? I'm not even in Santa Monica or Culver City or downtown LA or West Hollywood. If this is the case in a lowly San Fernando Valley, which is a suburby, middle upper class neighborhood, and if there are so many drivers here, right? I mean, think about it, what it looks like in the busy areas of town, right? Meaning, you know, more densely populated areas. I mean, this is, this is mind-numbing to me that so many people are out there in force looking for trips. I mean, it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Just and that's why earnings are going down. I mean, I, 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 and this is the picture from LA. You know what you guys should do? You guys send me screenshots, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com, what you're seeing in major cities, Atlanta, DC, Boston, well, you, you know, know what? Chicago. That, not even all, all, try, try all cities, all areas, even, even yeah, all smaller areas. areas, because the thing is, you're getting more and more people who are thinking that driving is going to help them make some extra money. And Not that's like what's going on. And, and unfortunately, you know, there's the, the ebb and flow when it comes to too many drivers and not enough. We looked at, you know, when things were reopening uh, last year and the year before, there was a huge driver demand yeah. and they were trying everything they could to get more drivers on. And it was just taking forever. Now it's the pendulum has swung the other way where there's way too many drivers in several markets. Now, not every market is like that. There's definitely some that are, you know, still very busy when you go on, you're getting rides, your utilization rate is very high compared to yeah. other areas. But for a lot of people, a lot of areas, yeah, that is becoming a little bit of an issue where there is yeah. too much drivers on the road, uh, way oversaturated. Yeah, 100%. And this, this coincidentally, you know, finishing this segment, you know, people complain to me that, oh, I'm not getting any incentives. Oh, I'm not getting any quests. Oh, I'm not getting any ride challenges. Well, look at this picture. Why should they? Why would they? Yeah. Why would anybody, Uber or Lyft, send you any incentives while people voluntarily are out there in millions driving, trying to make ends meet, right? It does, mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to you that people are going to go, oh, yeah, those 20 jibs get $1,000. Why? There's eight cars at every corner of LA. Why would they, right? So that's also putting pressure on the earnings besides the utilization factor, as we talked about. So. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's why I'm always in a fan of cutting out all that extra crap and just giving a good per mile rate. You don't need to have right. all these bonuses, these boost quests, this active boost. You don't have to have all this extra crap. Just yeah. get right to it. You know, we want a good pay per mile per time, and we're good to go. I, I mean, that it will even it all out. It's fine. You, you don't have to worry about trying to trying to get all these quests or your dollar quest at this point now or ride quest, depending on where you are or what you have. Um, yeah, th there's a lot of things. It's just like get rid of it. Go back to the easiest, the simplest form, and we're good to go. Yeah. So yeah, and markets are oversaturated. People have been saying this for a while, but when you do drive, you you do find out. So yeah, send me screenshots from your cities. And this was morning rush hour, by the way. This is one of the busiest demand times, right? And 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 I'm in the valley, bro. I'm not, I'm not like in this hot zone that all the... I know where the rides are in LA. And this is not that area. And I'm just kind of going like, if there are so many here, what's happening there? Like, I don't know.
So hopefully this will pass uh, if inflation gets subdued a little bit and people are not hurting for extra cash. And, you know, hopefully we'll rebalance this situation. But at the moment, no doubt, oversaturated. And we talked about this a couple of weeks or last week. Now cabs are joining the party. 1,200 more cars in LA and Orange County. I mean, think about it. You know, it's like, come on, man. Right? You know, like, hey, I give up. <laughs> you know. So. Well, I'm just glad that I'm in wee little Buffalo, so it's okay yeah. over here. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have that much of an issue, and um, you know, a lot, a lot. It, it was. It's busier now than it was during the summer, uh, and that's typically how it is. But not yeah. a lot really changes when it comes to Buffalo. It's not like a lot of other areas around the country. So uh, yeah. schools are back in session. Teachers are not driving. Students are in town from colleges and looking to get rides. So yeah, it's, it stays busy, but you know, you, you compare it to years past and it is still a little bit slower compared to, compared to, you know, what you would normally see. Obviously that might change when the snow starts flying, but uh, hopefully that's not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So but, yeah, that's you it. know, one of, one of the things that, that we talked about when, when both Lori and uh, Michael Rodriguez were on was uh, with the sky is falling. So let's talk about the sky will not fall. And yeah. hopefully, you know, yeah, we, I, I, you know what we'll do is uh, we're going to send uh, hopefully them uh, a little email. I'll, I'll send it later or something. Uh, hey, if, if they want to use this for the people of Chicago to kind of let them know that the sky really isn't going to fall. And hopefully that will, you know, go into their favor versus like these companies trying to, to pull fast yeah. ones uh, like they like to. But uh, um, yeah, when it comes to the sky is not falling and let's talk about this article right here Absolutely. so this is saying yeah, i mean big companies you know, like uber say they can't pay workers more but there's always a big uh, but <laughs> yeah okay so you guys notice sky never falls <laughs> in this case it's proven correct again uh, terry gerstein who's a good friend and uh, this is a little bit old, older article we actually ignored this article not ignored it neglected it not ignored it if I ignored mm -hmm. it, I wouldn't put it up. So she wrote a wonderful, wonderful article. You guys can go check it out in Slate magazine. And, um, you know, she clearly lays the case down that, you know, sky does not fall when rates go up. Now, rates have already gone up since 2019 on their end for the riders by 35 to 60%. We talked about this previously many times. I get mm -hmm. my data city by city from a company called Yipit Data. Yipit Data follows tracks. And that's what they're saying, that fares have gone up for the riders already. So did the sky fall? No, business is booming. You know, that's, the demand is back to or past to pre-pandemic levels in every damn city with the 50 to 60 to 70% increase rates for the riders. So obviously the sky did yep. not fall. And in this wonderful article, she lays down the case, right? And, uh, you know, she talks about California and Seattle and Minnesota. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and to me, uh, companies predicted significantly increased prices. Okay, well, you've been increasing the prices significantly anyway without sharing the wealth with the driver, right? Mm -hmm. And, it, and it's not know, just in these areas. It's all over. All over the whole country. Yeah, yeah. It's just not these yeah. areas. Yeah. And, and um, to me, sky will not fall. So if they do come play with that playbook um, in Chicago, uh, uh, you know, the reason I put a lot of a lot more of these topics on this show was, Chris, because it goes really well with what Laurie said and with what mm -hmm. uh, 
alderperson Rodriguez said, it, it, it's not going to fall. Trust the past. There is a past here. It's successful yep. in Seattle. The, everybody's still in Seattle. Drivers are still driving. Uber is still making more money because they're holding a bigger, you know, same percentage of a bigger pie, okay? And the consumer did not disappear. They're still ordering trips. And she says it's right here. Seattle also pa passed pay floors for Uber and Lyft drivers, as well as paid sick leave. And, you know, Seattle kept keeps adding to the wonderful base that they already had. And now Chicago is trying, and and uh, this is this is not going to happen. They are not going to pull out from a major city that is oh, no. very big part of the revenue source. They're going to sit there. But again, I really want to thank um, Alder Person Rodriguez of what he said. He goes, "I don't want these companies to disappear. Mm. I want them to come to the table." I hundred yep. percent agree. And he said, "We're going to negotiate. We're going to talk." And hey, Uber, Lyft, there's people willing to talk. You guys got to sit down and talk. So, yeah. Sky yeah, just as long that. as they don't bring any sort of Prop 22 lake uh, to the table. Yeah. That's yeah. that's just no bueno. Yeah. Well, that's what the, that's the last straw that they pull on. That's they go like, okay, this is not working. We're not going to give this. We're not going to take this. We're not going to do this. And then they threaten with a Prop 22 at the end. And that's what, you know, we're mm -hmm. going to talk about the subject in the next couple of segments. So. Yes, yep. people, please do not buy this. Sky is not going to fall. This is a, no, it's not. This is this is this is an industry with, that did 2.3 billion trips just on Uber's case. Put DoorDash in, put Grubhub in, put Lyft in. We're talking billions of billions of delivery and rideshare trips. People are used to these things. People like the convenience. They're paying for it. And they're not going to go anywhere. They can't pull out. Uh, I, I'm not buying any of that. So Terry, you know beautifully puts 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 all of this in the article with facts and please go read it it's in slate magazine yep yeah and that, that's the biggest thing it, it's not going to fall and everything is going to be okay actually you know what it's going to be better for drivers because you're actually going to be being paid a better wage yeah. and uh yeah there, there's a lot that needs to be done and yeah. like i said that that pendulum it, it's it's way up here and it's just it's ever so slightly starting to to come back which is a good thing so um we'll, we'll get it back into the favor so that'll be a good thing all around yeah. in my opinion I agree. I agree. all right so the next thing we're going to be talking about is take rate you know another thing that uh was mentioned uh laurie had mentioned that too earlier the take rate yeah. uh, she was saying about 60 percent um and yeah we've seen quite a bit when it comes to the take rate comparative to what it used to be years and years ago you know, you had the 80-20, 75-25 split. Uh, then when it went to the upfront earnings on the passenger side, that all changed because it was time and distance. And it was decoupled. Now you have upfront fares and you don't even know what you're getting paid as a driver, uh, except for, you know, you, you know what you're getting paid. You just don't know how they calculate it. Um, so when you try to break it down, you're like, what is going on here? Um, so yeah. yeah, let's take a look at some of these take rates and what's going um, on here. So I, I actually did an article. It's on our website on this Boston driver. This guy's a full-time driver, Chris. He completed his seventy-fifth thousandth, seventy-five thousandth trip. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Seventy-five hundred, like no, we're no, talking no, about seventy-five thousand. Thousand. Holy wow. When I wrote the wow. article, it was at 72K. And I wrote, and it's on our oh. website. It's like two weeks ago it came out. 
And with all his earnings shot, earning screenshots, everything. The guy's a full-time driver. He drives about 1,500 miles to 1,600 miles a week. And he drives anywhere between 60 and 80 hours a week. Okay? The guy's a workhorse. He's been on the platform for eight years. He didn't want to do a BTW or behind-the-wheel interview, but he was gracious enough to send me his documents for me to verify. Because I was like, bullshit. 75,000 trips. And our good old I think Jay, he's got... He, he, if he's not the top driver that has the most amount of rides he's definitely in the top five. Oh, i agree yeah that's why i was like fascinated to verify all this stuff and in the article you guys will see his picture and the, the trips on both uber and lyft with his rating how many trips how many years so jay if you're watching this your thirty thousand buddy is nothing <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> right so okay so this is a contentious subject Okay, when it comes to driver community, drivers say Uber takes 60, 70, 80 percent. I'm going like, okay, all right. So here's here's what I want, I'm asking our audience. Okay, don't get upset. Just settle down for a second. I am not saying that on a specific trip or two or three or four, Uber or Lyft is not. First of all, Lyft is very convoluted. It's there's zero transparency when it comes to that because they don't do what Uber does. Um, this is Uber. This is this Boston driver's uh, weekly statements from uh, July and August. I mean, recent. So I'm not saying that Uber does not take 60, 70%, 50%, whatever, on a few trips here and there. However, if you're a guy like this who is doing 200 trips, literally he does 200 trips a week, okay? That's how you get to 75,000 over eight years. Week after week after week after week, Chris. I mean, you got to give this guy the biggest medal, period. Superman with an S. Oh, yeah. And please go read the article. It's on the website, rsg.com, rideshareguy.com. Um, and the uh, title says, uh, after 72,000 trips, this Boston driver is going strong. And by the time the article was published, and it was two weeks ago, by the time I wrote it and came out, now he's at 75,000 I'm like, holy crap. If Uber is watching <laughs> this, you guys should give this guy like a huge gold medal or something. Imagine how much money oh my he, God. Made, he made you guys. <laughs> oh, so yeah, anyway, absolutely. But going back to the take rate. Now, every Monday, people, you will receive this identical looking statement from Uber. This is the weekly statement. Now, there will be some conspiracy people in here, part of the CDU. Who will say, oh, no, I don't believe these numbers. Now, those people, I cannot help at all. Again, this is not in defense of Uber. This is, in, this is an explanation of what you guys think is a 50, 60, 70% take rate, meaning what the passenger pays and what the driver receives. That's the call the take rate. So in his case, this is from July 17th to July 24th of this year. Um. I have like six months worth of screenshots, but I put up the last few that I had right when I was writing the article. So here it goes. On the top line, this is his his last week's earnings on Uber alone was worth 2000 This week on Uber, he earned $1,782. Gross, gross, okay? And as you guys can see, if you go lower, the payout was 2005 which matches the first line item. Ending balance, which is with the additional tips that came in and whatever not, if you add up those numbers, 1782 to the 1260 plus the $2, 
it amounts to $1,801.60. So this is what he his bank account saw on Tuesday if he was not, um, you know, doing fast pay or what do you call that? Um, instant pay. Instant pay, right? Okay. Now, on the right side of this page, Uber tells you as the driver the aggregate amount with an explanation on the bottom of what the passengers paid for all this week for mm -hmm. this specific driver. In this case, it was $2,065. And then if you guys drop it down, you know, obviously Uber has the way the, they do the math. But then on the right before the uh, weekly Uber service fee, there is a line item, which is 1782.03, uh, which matches the number on the left side on the second line item. This week, on this driver, Uber and Uber service fee, meaning the amount they made was $101.66. Now, people are going to say, oh, commercial insurance should be considered. Let's play the game. Let's play that game, Chris. Driver, um, customer total pay was $2,065, and driver out of that received $1,782. Even if you take out the commercial insurance and do apples to apples, let's say, and leave it in there, then the take rate would have been about $300 or $280. So $280 on $2,065 that the passengers paid in aggregate is 10%. Now, every week, next week, Chris, you guys will show, will show you the next week's numbers. Next screenshot. Okay, here it goes. This is July 24th to July 31st. As you can see, the numbers are there. This week, the guy worked hard, Chris. Look at those earnings, buddy. Oh, yeah. 2,764. Yes, nice. sir. Somebody is making money. You know why he's making money? Because he's working his ass off without complaining. So anyway, so here you go. Let's look at these numbers to the right side of the page. $3,612.48 was what the passengers paid in aggregate. And his gross was 2744 Even if we look at it that way, that's about $900. And I'm not, I'm not even considering the commercial insurance. I'm even throwing that in there. I'm just doing, a math, doing the math of 27.44 divided by 36.22 or 32. That's $900. Out of 36, that's about 25% on this week. So 10%. For the past week, 25% for this week. Let's go to the next one. I have one more for you guys. And this week, he decided probably to work more lift. Look, this guy brings in about 3K a week, okay, on both. And he's smart. He's, he knows what he's doing. Um, so this week, he only grossed $2,029. Aggregate pay for a customer pay was $2,499. So let's say $2,500. $2,500. Again, let's say 25%, okay? Forget the service fee because if you look at the Uber service fee on the bottom line, it's a lot less than 25% because you have all those expenses that Uber is taking out, commercial insurance, airport fees, taxes, and things like that. But if you just took what this guy's gross was and what the aggregate pay for the customer was, the take rate doesn't go more than 25%. So where is the 50, 60, 70%? If you're going to, okay, send me. All the statements you guys want, just like this. I, if I show it, I will black out, obviously, your information. 
Show me one where week after week after week, Lyft, you guys cannot do, you need a math degree for that on Uber. <laughs> Show me one that Uber took 50, 60, 70%. Show me, send it to me. I am not defending Uber. I'm just saying the take rate on a weekly basis in aggregate is not as high as what you guys think it is. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Not only that, um, I think that it's more sensationalized when you look at it on a per trip because yeah. you're like, holy crap, they, they, yeah. they took 68% of the ride or the fare on this. But then when you add it out over time, it definitely can be a lot different. And yeah, yeah. that's what the, the screenshots are for. So yeah, take a look at these weekly breakdowns and let's Everything. see what you guys got. So if, if you got a high um, percentage or, you know, if they're taking 30%, 40%, on the weekly let's see that send it here and you know we might want to actually talk to you on your specific driving to begin with because yeah. that might actually be uh something where you can hone in and then That's you can actually get it. your take uh, a yeah. lot higher and you know you can work harder not or you work smarter not harder um yeah. so that that's I the agree. other side of the coin too if you're getting, you know, these high take rates when it comes to to these, I think you're probably doing something a little off and you should yeah. probably be, you know, trying a few different things out within your market. Um, I agree. I'd love to have that conversation with some of those drivers. So, I would love yeah, if you, to. If, yeah, I would love to have if those. If you see that, send them to yeah, me. if you see that, let thing. us know. Send them to Sergio, Sergio at the ridesharegui.com. Now, you know, the, another the thing, lastly on this, Chris, okay. lastly on this is, again, um, it, it is... It is to me the most important thing that these two companies do horribly, horribly. I just explained this just like this in five minutes. The perception mm. in the driver community is such that Uber takes 60, 70%. I'm like, uh, okay, well, these are the screenshots. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So send them to me. Show me week after week, like I showed you, three, four, five weeks. That Uber took 50%, 50%, 50%, 60%, 70% in aggregate, not just one single trip, which, hey, it's going to happen. Trust me. If you do 100 trips, guaranteed Uber is going to, out of 105, are going to be Uber's going to take 60. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But then there will be other again, on the other side, there's going to be money. some that they're going to lose money on. Exactly. So, so. send me all, all you want, guys. All you can eat on this one, because I want to finish <laughs> this subject. Actually, I'm helping Uber and Lyft. Oh, and Make you know what? Here, help, understand. To help it out, let's go one step further. On okay. the subject line to send Sergio, put Uber take rate. Yes, there you go. So then that way we can get all aggregated into one folder, and then that way it can get broken down so we can see. Because how many emails are you getting right now? <laughs> uh, Too many. A lot. Oh, a thousand yeah, you're getting now. a lot. So like... this this way at least we can can figure it out a little bit. <laughs> We're up to a thousand. All right. Week, <laughs> uh, one of the other things that 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 uh, was mentioned earlier with our interview was driver safety. Clearly, we love display ride dash camera, uh, so we are going to mention it. Uh, one of the big things you want to be safe. You want to make sure things are being recorded. It's not something that you should be doing. It's something that you now have to do uh, because there's so many issues that are going on. Whether you get into an accident, whether you have a bad passenger, whether you have a false claim, whatever it might be. All of these things are going to help you when it's recorded because a dash camera records as is. It does not put anything in favor of one over the other. It shows exactly what had happened. So get a dash camera, whether it's display ride or not. The one we, the reason why we like display ride is because it has 
the cloud transfer. So as you're recording, it's going to upload to the cloud. And then if the event that somebody is getting in your car and tries to remove your dash camera, throw it out the window, maybe they carjack you and they're taking the car and then they realize, oh, there's a dash camera and they throw it out the window or whatever else it might be, an accident or something where the dash camera could get thrown out, destroyed, damaged, and you can't get that footage. This will have it where you're able to get that because it's right into the cloud. So um, this is something that's really nice. It's $20 a month with the code RSG20 where you get 20% off. Normally it's 25, but because uh, they love us and we love them, uh, we have this little deal going for you guys. So it's $20 a month. Uh, and again, this is something that you could potentially use uh, for a tax write-off being a business expense. And it's just gonna give you all of that added peace of mind recording and making sure everything is going to be nice safe and backed up to the cloud yep i agree 100 i had one in fact let me tell you guys about this morning okay i said you know as you last week i had a um re, a ride challenge that i had to finish okay but that's not the point this morning i'm driving my daughter to college which is six miles away okay and unfortunately, the way to the college is through a very busy high school. And I forgot that the high school starts at like 8-ish. And she had to be in mm -hmm. school at 8.30. So long story short, I'm just driving. There's a Jeep in front of me, okay? This Jeep, for one reason or another, <laughs> decided to make a left turn into oncoming traffic. All right? Oh, jeez. I'm just recording. This player is recording. Because, look, this is not only good for ride share. It's only good. You, know, you can record, like, your whole life, basically. It's good for mm -hmm. your insurance company to have proof. Well, yep. guess what? There was a Tesla Model Y driving up. And bang, head-on collision. So Ooh. there is proof right there. I, I actually did ask the... I, I stopped. I asked the driver, do you need, like, footage? I have footage. And she goes, no, I'm driving a Tesla. So they record everything anyway. So she goes, like, I'm yeah. fine. But it was clearly the Jeep's fault. Jeep, like, kind of decided, let me just make a left turn. I'm like, uh, oh. no. Yeah. So it's not just for ride share, for just your everyday driving. You're just, that's the best way to 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 use this, too. So anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, let's, let's, it, it, you, a lot of the topics that you chose for today fit very nicely with the, the first 30 minutes of today's show. Uh, and uh, this, these, this topic right here is, um, you know, some of the tactics that Uber and Lyft are going to use. Uh, the, the the overall aspect of things is Massachusetts is yeah, uh, it's going to have a Prop Twenty Two like clone when it comes to their ballot when you go to it, it's this November, right? That they got it on. Yeah. Well, oh, the, right. the so, timing is not clear next year? On that yet, but um, it's on the ballot. Just whatever the next election is, is going to be on the ballot. Okay, so, and, so you know, in a couple of weeks. I know Lori is probably going to watch this later and uh, Alder Person Rodriguez. This is what's happening in Massachusetts right there. It says on the second paragraph, it says, that's why we joined the coalition of drivers, community leaders, social justice groups, and other companies to launch a Massachusetts ballot initiative called the Prop 22 Clone. In fact, it is... It is less than what they offered in California. Chris, I read it. Oh. 120% stays the same. Look at the right side of the screenshot. Remember, we busted their ass, and then we got the mileage adjustment from 30 to 34, right? Yep. 
Okay, look at, look at the second sentence in the right screenshot. New guaranteed earnings floor of at least 120%, which is the same as California, right? Mm -hmm. Of the state minimum wage. Plus, look at that, 28 cents a mile now. We got a discount mm. of six cents. <laughs> I'm going like, this is why you guys and let me get, get And let me guess, they took out the entire part of the inflation change. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that 28 cents a yeah, mile yeah. is probably yeah. going to sit there yeah. At 28 cents a mile. Well, yeah, from it's Prop not like 22. You, it's... Yeah, I mean, look, Prop 22 was December. I mean, it kicked in in January 2020. You don't think there has been inflation since then? So instead yeah, of right. 34 and go higher, they go to 28 now. I don't know why. So this is happening in driver apps already. This is what they're going to play in Chicago as well. Do not click on join the campaign because if you join the campaign, you are literally signing that you want Prop 22. Read it, learn it, understand it, ask questions in your community. If not, ask me. I'm telling you, you guys do not want this. I'm telling you, I had it for three years. You guys don't want this. Yeah. So and and I mean, if you've been watching the show at all, you know, over the last uh, year or so that we've been a year and a half that we've been doing this. Um I think there's one easy thing to say is that Sergio does not like Prop 22 and he is in California. He knows exactly what it's about. So um, when, when it comes to a lot of this stuff, it, it really won't do much change or many, many differences except for your problem uh, overall. So you yeah, know, this, you know uh, this like is not something that I, I like. Uh, you, you should go and uh, if you're in Massachusetts, tell them, Look, this is not what we want. We want something that is brought up like Seattle and Washington or what Chicago is proposing. Uh, that is going to be something that is going to give drivers much better wages and yeah. you know all of these extra bonuses that they're going to throw in. Not this, yeah. um, I like at the bottom, they say historic new benefits. No, no, there's nothing historic about that. <laughs> <clears throat> you know the other thing you know let me tell you why first and foremost i don't like prop 22 what are the what is the biggest selling point of these companies flexibility and freedom right right mm -hmm. from the get-go prop 22 is written in a way that first of all to get any kind of benefits out of it you have to drive minimum of 15 active hours to 25 active hours to get to the first tier of Prop 22. In order for you to be 15 to 25 hours active, you must be online probably 30 to 40 hours. Get it? Yep. What happened that they say, oh, most people are part-time already. We don't, you know, we're, they can do whatever they want, whatever. So right off the bat, and if you want the full benefits of this Prop 22 clone or Prop 22 package, Chris, you have to drive 25 plus active hours a week, which makes you a full-time driver. So yep. right off the bat, this is kicking out 80% of the crowd. Boom. No benefits anyway. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. what is happening here? Why not this benefits for everyone in a prorated kind of a basis? Not you have to be between 25 to 15 to 25 active and then 25 plus active in order to get the back package. And I'm like, well, that doesn't jive well with your flexibility and freedom, because if you're going to make me work 40, 50 hours to get the full benefit package, where's my flexibility and freedom? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, no, yeah. don't do it. 
don't don't click. <laughs> so yes, in in Massachusetts, do not accept. I repeat, do not accept. <laughs> um, here it's coming. This is the, like the next article. Here it, here it is. You know the governor. You, you know the the governor now. Actually, um, there was they tried this like about eight months ago, and the Supreme Court of Massachusetts found out what evil this was, and they said kicked it out to the ballot, off the ballot. But guess what, people? It is back, and they this is this is what they're doing. Uber back group you, to reboot gig worker ballot initiative in Massachusetts. This is the same damn thing as a Prop Twenty Two. We don't want to make too much time. Read about it. This, this is identical to Prop 22. In fact, on the right-hand screenshots, on the bottom, there is a paragraph there. And halfway through the paragraph, it says, the ballot measure Proposition 22 in, in, in Washington State when Democratic lawmakers pass. So Washington State, in fact, Chris, before Seattle succeeded, they did come with a Prop 22 clone in Seattle, Washington State as well, but the legislature was so strong there in Seattle, they said, go F off. That's not going to happen. And they mm -hmm. brought him to the table, just like Alderperson Rodriguez is, is doing, and said, come to the table, let's talk about this, because this is no good. So then they came to the table, came to an agreement, buck 50 a mile, 64 cents a minute. Hello. Nice job. So... Whoever's in Massachusetts, Boston, whatever city you're in, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. If you don't know anything about this, Uber is coming too, by the way. Do not click that purple button. If you do, you are getting a whole, opening a whole can of worms on your head. And then six months later, when it's passed, don't come complain to me. So yep. learn well, it. Here, here's, the big, here's the big thing. So it says yeah. it's... Uh, in the middle, it says it's for the 2024 ballot. So that's next year. It's not in yeah, but, a week but, and a half uh, or in two weeks. Look, there has to be something opposing this, right? And at the moment, yep. honestly, and I'm I'm sad to say there isn't much opposing this, Chris. And and I'm afraid they're going to succeed. And and please, people, go call your legislatures like Alder person. I mean, he's in Chicago, but I'm sure there are city council members who are willing to listen to you in Boston mm -hmm. or wherever you guys are. And at. well, not only that, I mean, this the entire state. So just Massachusetts. Yeah, this is a itself. statewide ballot. This is not no. a city, it's statewide. So call your legislature, call your senators, call whatever, call your house members. Say, hey man, what is this? I don't want this. I heard my buddy in California said it's shit. And like, let's not mm -hmm. do this and start a fire because yeah. I mean, look, and then man, offer, instead of instead of saying, no, I don't want it, offer the counter act. And that yeah. is, what's going on in Seattle and Washington, what they're proposing in Chicago. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately what they, they lost in Minnesota, Minnesota and Minneapolis, but yep. you know, where it did succeed is, is Seattle and Washington. That shows a good true model. And um, you know, it's, it's only getting better because we've, we've talked yep. with Will, we've talked with a couple other people from Washington and yep. it's continually getting better and yep. the sky's not falling Drivers there are, you know, ecstatic and happy and, you know, making a living wage at that point. So, yeah, it's something that that needs to start happening. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, I, you know, I thought of the topics would be kind of relevant to our guests today and what uh, they're trying totally. to do. And, uh, you know, look, this is part of the game. You guys need to play this game. They're playing the game with the app and colors and gamification and all this bullshit. We need to play the game. We need to play the game at a much higher level now. We're, we're like, yep. let's go major leagues. This is not class A ball, major leagues. 
And what Laurie and uh, other person Rodriguez is doing is major leagues. We need to play in the major leagues as driver communities. Okay, yep. don't disappear when I say, okay, go do something. You know, help us out. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, another city, and that is uh, Mayor Adams wants to yeah, uh, make sure that Uber and Lyfts must be emission-free or wheelchair accessible by 2030. Yeah, that's your neck of the woods. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but at least I'm in Buffalo. New York yeah, City is a whole different beast than here. How so, gonna, what do you think is that going to work out? What do you think is it going to work out? How's that going to work out by 2030? It's only like seven years, actually six years now, because we're about to finish 2023. Um, I think that that's a want and a wish, and I think as it gets closer, the reality of the situation is um, they're going to probably have to extend it and extend it and extend it. Whether it actually happens or not is is for it to be seen, but. Uh, um, I mean, time will tell. I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? Um, but I think it's going to be pushed back. I mean, I I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, uh, obviously, Uber said that already. And Lyft said that by 2030, they want the whole fleet of millions of drivers <laughs> to be driving EVs. <laughs> oh, they're funny. They're funny. They're funny. If you're paying me 60 cents a mile, 50 cents a mile on a long trip. How am I supposed to drive EVs? So how am I going to afford any of that shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. Eighty thousand cars. Eighty thousand cars. This guy. This guy. This guy is just as bad as Cruz. Let's just. Let's just call it what it is. Um. All oh, your buddy at Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's just all the same. Um. Yeah, but I for real, know. like, here's the thing. I just got a new car. My Jeep was ten years. Yeah. I want this. I want my car to last another ten or so years. It will. And. You know, that that's beyond, and yeah, and I take care of it. I keep it clean. I make sure it's yeah. good. Um, yeah. You know, I'm driving part-time. I'm not full-time, so there, there's yeah. that difference there. Um, so <laughs> for a full-timer, you're you're probably changing cars every three to five years. Uh, yeah. For our part, for us part-timers, you could probably get 10 or so, maybe even a little bit more. Um, yeah. Joe, actually, he his car is uh, just past the threshold because of the, the, the age of the car. And he's got so many miles on his car. He, he just hit, uh, 250,000. Um, so, you know, he's, he's going to have to be looking at a new car soon, uh, because his car won't be eligible to be on the platforms anymore. So, um, yeah, it's an unfortunate thing, but I mean, I'm going to try keeping it as long as I can. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to make that switch to EVs right now if they're not offering me anything. Uh, yeah i mean yeah, how much are they really offering no oh, uh, well well a shady dollar so i i don't know I yeah don't know. shady dollar and <laughs> i mean i like lifts i like what lift is doing for for their bonus but the problem is that's only in california that's not in the I'm rest of the california. country yeah yeah exactly so yeah. i mean what what are you really doing to incentivize me to switch to an electric vehicle I'm, versus not and well, i mean the cost and everything I mean, uh, look what it Tesla's are the, coming down. I mean, you, you know. could get a you could get a Model Y for under forty k now. You could get a Model well, Three for I think it's know, around read, 30, I, 35. I, yeah, I know. I do. I read an article today actually that, uh, especially in California, there's a seventy five hundred or nationwide actually there's a seventy five hundred tax credit. Right, those tax yep. credits were going on your tax return as of January, and I'm going to talk to you guys. Should you know you should talk to uh, Gabe about this on your EV Money Show that the dealers are going to be allowed on the spot to deduct that 7500 from the 
car's price, MSRP. So then yep. if a Tesla Model Y is like 48 and you deduct that it's like 40 grand and Model 3 will be like 25 grand. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we so, did talk about that on the show already a couple of times. Okay. But the thing is, there's a lot of things that are in that bill that are coming to fruition on, on the first of the year. The problem okay. is the, the IRS and some of these these organizations that need to kind of codify it have okay. not yet. So okay. Gabe's already talked to, to a couple of people and okay. said, uh, that they don't even have the answers to the questions that he's asking yet. So, okay. um, right. like, if it's used for light commercial purposes, what is light commercial and purposes? Is that for Uber and Lyft driving? Where okay. it doesn't matter where it comes from. Um, you know, there's commercial vehicles and, and incentives that you can get. And, um, there's a lot of things that that's, you know, on that, but can't be answered yet. So hopefully over the next several weeks, it will be considering... You know, we're almost at the end of October. We're, we're midway through October, almost at the end. And there's two months left and they yeah. fly by quick because you have all of the holidays that are coming up. So yeah. it's going to go yeah. by really quick. And all of a sudden, the first is going to be here. And who knows? Maybe it's going to be like your uh, California uh, Treasury office who who's like, oh, we're, we're, we're not changing anything. And then all of a sudden they got called out and they had to change things. So um, who knows? Yeah, so I'm I'm not buying this. That by 2030, all cars there's yeah. 80,000 uh, yeah. rideshare drivers. There's no way with a, with a cap on it. 80,000, I bet you, less than 10 percent are probably EVs. How is that going to happen in the next seven years? Especially if you're asking the driver to make that major investment. Uh, no. Yeah. Not and then happen. here's the th here's the thing. How many chargers do they have? How many chargers are they going to have? Exactly. You know, the, the, the electricity that they have to provide for these. I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot more that has to go into this versus saying, yeah. um, let's put a Band-Aid yeah. over, over this giant plug of, of water that's coming. It's like, I no, agree. it's it I doesn't agree. make sense. Like, you, you need to, if I you agree. really want to think of the full picture, you got to think of the full picture. There's they're, they're, like, saying all these, like, happy little talking points, and that's where they're at. So um, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I'm going to say there. But let's move on. We have We have somebody coming on right now. Uh, we, we have our sunshine man himself. Oh yeah, the sunshine man himself is coming on. Uh, he has something that has just come out very recently, and that is the sunny side. Hold on, I got to put this. Driving on the sunny side with ten thousand strangers by Jeff, the sunshine man. So let's bring him on, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, my good. man. I you know, Chris, I feel I feel like a proud dad. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a proud dad because I remember like yesterday when we had our town hall meeting. Remember our town hall meeting? Yep. Jeff was one of our small town participants. And yep. look where we are now. After a front cover of Business Insider and all kinds of good stuff, Jeff is in his car with uh, Lily. Is that that's Lily, right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's our first time. It's our first time being on camera. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes. Um, so without further ado, this is my Jeff, our Jeff, our wonderful Jeff from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And he, hey man, it's the book right here. I have it. I have a copy. Um, we can say this, so don't worry, Jeff. Um, he sent me two copies. He knows I'm, I have some connections at Uber. I'm going to get this copy with a letter, which I read already, you know, to Dara Koshoshai. 
I'm hell or high water. This is going to him. He's going to read this shit, or somebody at Uber is going to read this. Ten thousand trips worth of goodies are in here. I'm going to say thirty more seconds. I read the whole thing in two and a half days. It is such an easy read. It's not the book you guys think it is of 400 pages. It's like one-liners, funny lines, inspirational things, motivational things, sad stories, happy stories, his top 50 trips. Bro, this guy put everything in a book. And if you can jump around, you can start in the back page, go forward. You can start in the middle, go backward. This is not your typical book. You're not going to get bored. And it's on sale on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the online. Go Google it. Google 10,000 trips or sunny side with 10,000 strangers and you guys will see where it's on sale and with that said we'll give it to jeff you have eight minutes jeff <laughs> <laughs> well listen uh, i can i can summarize it in about a minute uh the whole segment here um i posted online uh a picture of the book and me holding it Don't do it, Jeff. Woke up. My stone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, a little bit. You're, you're cutting in and out. Uh, okay. Uh, um, I. Drive around, Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So um, hopefully we'll get him back. That's the book. Sunnyside with 10,000 strangers. He has done, by now, he has done 12,000 trips, mostly on Uber, because his car did not qualify. That's his little um, Ford Transit van. Passengers love it. There's pictures of his car, obviously, inside. And um, I'm telling you, it's worthwhile to read this. Because, you know, in our world of negativity, there's positive stories in there. There is scary stories in here. There is amazing amazing funny one-liners in here if he does come back we will uh try to show his car obviously by the way inside his car is like a up oh, there he is inside his car is like a mausoleum he's got like uh, uh bills from uh, currency from i think 35 countries so are you here jeff no no he's dead um yeah, there's was... 10 minutes of fame and he's gone down the shithole but uh. um I cannot recommend it high, highly enough. The book is really cool. It's for $19.99. It's not that big of a deal, people. It's 400 pages. Um, it's really good. So, you know, hopefully he will come back if he doesn't come back. And, okay, um, let me let me give you guys. Um, Jeff, you there? Jeff, going to, Jeff, I told you to be in a good spot, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the heck, being cell phone signal. <laughs> I know you need to have good signal. I told you, Jeff. Anyway, um, so um, you know, if I, if we give him another minute. Hopefully, he'll come back. Um, yep. Well, we, so, well, you know what? Uh, while he's uh, trying to get back on, what we can do is we can move on to the next to topic. Um, what's going on? And if he can okay. come back on, then then okay. we'll circle back. Okay, sounds good. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about this right here. Oh boy, yeah. that's your buddy again. <laughs> you're uh, you're putting him in here. Know. You're putting him in here so much, aren't you? So I, just, uh... Uh, I I love this guy. <laughs> okay, here's the problem with this. All of this. 
Okay, economically, none of this business models make sense unless they have some other motive. And I'm going to let Chris do this. $3 a mile, Chris? That's more expensive than a freaking LA cab cruise. If that's how much you're going to charge, who the F is going to ride these things anyway? You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. $3 per mile. Great. Here's the thing. Greater than $3 per mile. Yeah. Not just... And here's the thing. There's nobody in your car. Yeah. You have no driver. So that means that person is not working. So that means, hey, well, they don't need a living wage because they don't have bills because it's a ghost who's driving. Yeah. So yeah. here's the problem. Why? I, I think it should be 45 cents a mile. If exactly. Uber and Lyft drivers are making 55 cents, maybe 60 cents a mile, exactly. I think uh, not having a driver in there should be much less. Exactly. This is how whacked out this person is. And and then going back a couple of weeks, when he was talking about, oh, we should ban all drivers in city centers. Yeah, so we can charge you $4 a mile. So, so you could drive for $3 plus a mile? No, get the F out of here. Come on. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. Economically, this is so upside down. On a $70,000 little car, okay, uh, I, I think this is outrageous. I mean, if you're going to yeah, charge he, more than a cab, bro, and give me like a roller coaster ride on top of that with no control, with the potential of killing me, I'm not going to pay $3. I'm not going to pay $2. Yeah. I'm not so going to pay a dollar. Nothing. Here, here's the crazy part. So this is, it says the cruise robotaxi unit announced the price. They will now charge for robotaxi rides now that they have received permits to operate commercial service all day in San Francisco. There will be a $5 base fee plus 90 cents a mile and 40 cents a minute plus tax. The real cost is the 40 cents a minute. Taxis in dense city like San Francisco during daytime traffic only average about 12 miles an hour. So the hourly fee will add about $2 a mile to the price, bringing it over $3 a mile. You better yeah. do late night, uh, which used to be the only time crews offered rides to the public. Cruise isn't allowed on faster roads like freeways at present. So getting What's into it, idea? it's going to cost you even more than yeah. having somebody who's driving, yeah. knows what they're doing. You could yeah. have a fun conversation. And who knows, maybe your story could end up in a book like Jeff made. Absolutely. Right here. I mean, there's the book. Yeah, okay, on there's, top a of lot that. Of, there's a lot, but you know, this, this guy's just like foaming at the mouth, like, ah. Uh, if I could only ban drivers and then I could get all the drivers in the world and then but, I could charge what I want, $5 a mile. <laughs> no, this I mean, guy's a moron. Yeah. It's, you know what it is, Chris, is that um, just like rideshare, this business does not make sense from the get go. Now I understand he can, he's going to say scale. We're going to build hundreds of thousands of these prices are going to go down. Then we're going to lower it. That's what Uber said. Uber never mm -hmm. said we're going to raise it's, prices. And it's gone up and up and up. And you know that, what has gone down? Idea. The only thing that's gone down, driver, driver pay. pay. Yeah, that's the only go. thing that's gone down. Okay, I'm when not paying in fact, three it plus shouldn't. dollars for this. Are you paying so, three plus dollars for this per mile? Oh hell no! I wouldn't. I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll. I got some cones coming. I'm shipping them to, to Gabe right now, uh, because he's in San Francisco. Maybe I'll send Joe uh, them too, because uh, he's in San Francisco. Our friend Gabe and Joe. Joe. Uh, uh, send them cones and uh, tell them, hey, go record yourself or go record, not you, but record you putting like the cone in front of you and then <laughs> putting it on the front of the car and watching how stupid it goes. Or, yeah. or I don't know what to do. Dur, dur. Yeah. There's a cone on my head. What do I do? Uh, 
Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Economically, this is not making sense already. And we talked about this last week. You know, people are going to get in here and have sex and all the dirt and the puke and shit. That's okay. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, Kyle, Mr. Kyle Voigt, we still would like to have you on to talk all about all these things, like the economics of this and health issues and whatever. And my partner is definitely looking forward to speaking with you. So um, much appreciated. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he reminds me of like the evil person that wants to take over the world from like the the <laughs> futuristic movies or like uh, the ones in iRobot or something where it's what like he's trying to be like the, the evil guy at the top or something, but he's not really, he just doesn't understand like maybe a nice thing going on. <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I don't yeah. see that yet. So that's your uh, trigger. Uh, every week I'm going to put one <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I like driving. I find it freeing and, you know, being able to go on the road where I want, when I want, you know, all that stuff. That's right. what I enjoy. You get the windows yeah. down, you music blasting, you get all the fun stuff. I don't care if it's in the city center. I don't care if it's, you know, going down the 90 or wherever it is that I'm driving. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm not paying three bucks anyway. So, uh, Mr. Voigt, no. uh, I'm not going to pay three or anywhere near three or even a dollar. Because this is like three times of what an Uber and Lyft driver gets paid. So it's not going to happen. Okay. There you go. Yep. So I thought we had Jeff for a minute and he disappeared again. Well, it's uh, all right. We still got one more thing that we could talk okay. about. So hopefully he'll be back on. Um, Jeff, come back. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. right. So, so um, yeah, this is a thing. Delivery robots is now a thing. Yeah, we, well, we mentioned this last week on last yeah. week's show when it came to, to the robot. And uh, yeah, now now it, it's a real thing. So yeah. all you gotta well, do get your, get your crowbars. So get your crowbars. Yeah. The well, only last problem week is we, last week we talked about problem. it. Yeah, last week we talked about it. That the snitches. These are these things are snitches about to get stitches mm -hmm. because they they helped LAPD um, uh, arrest a criminal because they record everything. But now. You know, now uh, in L.A., we have a huge homeless population, obviously. And when they see one of these, what do you think they uh, they know? The food. Food is coming. Food, <laughs> yummy. And they just go, yum, yum, whatever what is in it is mine. <laughs> you don't say. And then it says, instances of theft and vandalism of delivery robots used by restaurants and other businesses have been noted in the past couple of years. Well, uh, it's going to be a lot more now. Smaller delivery robots feature cameras and sirens to ward off thieves. Imagine how funny that's going to be. Some guy with a crowbar is trying to pop the cover on this thing, and this thing is going beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not going to work. And, and then if you anybody. have a group of people there, if you got a group of people there, you, you got even faster because you can just work a little quicker. And yeah. Um, yeah, oh, you don't think you don't think the <laughs> criminals are going to figure out how to pop one of these things like they steal cars in thirty seconds? Are you kidding? Of course they will. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you probably a very effective way to to take care of this. First off, you have a nice, very thick steel cage outside, completely steel, and then you use electromagnetics to keep it closed because or, or shock, electric shock bar. Like you touch it, you get zapped. No, not that you have not not the exact. Oh, that that'll probably open up a can of lawsuits. So, um, not necessarily that, but uh, the electromagnetic, uh, you you'd be hard pressed to try to try to pull that thing open, even if you have a crowbar or something. You have the leverage behind it. You know, yeah. you got something like that. You put the the on the inside. You have 
the communication for the the mechanism to to lock and unlock. Um, so yeah. then that way it's within the actual you know system itself protected. Right. Um, those types of things you're going to have uh, a little bit harder of a trouble getting into. Uh, yeah, first right. one's free robots, robot manufacturers. First one's free. The next ones are going to be uh, costing you some money yeah. as a consultant. So this is a thing. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't blame people for this. I think they're all nuisance. You know, these AVs, yep. robots, look, man, uh, I, 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 you know, I know we had Ali on. He said it's not going to be a hindrance. It's tech is going to help, you know, delivery drivers, you know, all that good stuff. Ultimately, in, and, and by the way, your food is going to be cold. It's not going to get to you. These things go a mile and a half a, an hour. By the time you well, go to the they, restaurant. I think it's, the, again, they're not going, you know, a few miles away. They're going still within the general vicinity. So they're, yeah, they're but, okay, let's say, okay, point. Chris, 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 let's say there's a Chipotle at the corner. They pick up the shit from Chipotle. They're going to go a quarter of a mile. They go a mile and a half an hour. That's going to be like 20 minutes. A guy on an e-scooter or e-bike, boom, five minutes. You have your burrito, yeah. hot and hot, hot and steamy. Versus this garbage. It's like, what's the point of this? To save two dollar tip? Is that what you're saving here? I'm not sure. Right. I, I, yeah. I don't know, but anyway. those e-scooters, man. I, 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 I like those e-bikes. I've been, oh, I been coming around to them. E-bikes. Yeah. I, you know, if if when <clears throat> when I'm in when I'm down south, uh, outside Buffalo, uh, I think that's what I'm gonna have to get. So. Uh, yeah, besides that all right it looks yeah. like we got jeff let's bring jeff right, we got on jeff. We got jeff. um so jeff how you doing <laughs> we got jeff oh, He's back on this is so much fun yeah <laughs> well hey um i told you to have good internet <laughs> yeah yeah uh thanks okay. yeah I, okay. uh, you're, you're back home and the wi-fi so um sorry you had to walk how, how far did you walk i don't know um i just got out of the car and i'm back in my office so. okay so i already told them about your car that your cover car is like a mausoleum with uh currencies from 35 seats, uh, countries 30. okay the pictures are in the book anyway they're gonna buy the book jeff so so give me a summary of your book and i i i tried to sell it as much as i could but you're the you're the author so here you go well you know i was i was uh, starting to tell you a story that i got a uh I got a comment from a neighbor this morning and uh, it literally said, dude, with four years. And the guy said, uh, I did Uber in Massachusetts for several years. I'm pretty sure I know what you're going through. And I started laughing, not just because of the dude, but the fact was that uh, he had no idea what I've been through. And I said to him that, Driving in the South during the day is a lot different. And I said, simply, I'm having the time of my life. And I know we can't relate to that, but that's kind of the uh, neat thing about Rideshare is that we all have different experiences. And the experience I've had over five years has been absolutely amazing. I dedicated the book to my passengers or riders, as I like to call them. Um, But... um, the, you know, the people I've met uh, all from all walks of life, uh, just incredible stories. And uh, it's been very rewarding. Uh, I've sent a few books out to a few of the people in in uh, in the book. And, um, you know, it's, it's just been so much fun. There's uh, 
I've I've just had a great time, and by putting this together, it it actually is a it's a tribute to my passengers, and it also documents what I've done for five years, and I think that uh, anyone will uh, enjoy this because it's uh, it's it's a wide variety of topics. It's uh, from funny stuff to serious stuff to um, I threw in a few uh, a few negative stories and uh, um, <laughs> that that were that were pretty bad. But uh, you know, I, I haven't had really bad experiences with passengers, and that's the thing. Also, we always hear about all these terrible experiences, and I understand if you're driving at night, this may not be relatable to you, but. Yeah. I'm driving during the day. 98% of the people who get my car have not been drinking. And I have a couple pictures of people who were because uh, they wanted to be in the car. And, um, you know, uh, all the money I've gotten, 38 different countries have come from passengers. I have not asked for one bill. Uh, the one I got on Sunday was really terrific. A couple from Cape Town, South Africa, gave me a $100 bill. Well, a hundred dollars, whatever currency it is there, and uh, Nelson Mandela is on it. So uh, wow. the um, uh, the one that started all was the guy from the South Sudan, who's a secret agent here uh, in South Carolina, and um, he gave me a bill from the South Sudan, and I put it up, and people started taking pictures, and then they started giving me bills from their country. So. It's, it's gotten out of hand. Uh, and what's amazing is that people have all different ages, young, old, all different occupations have really enjoyed seeing my rider museum, which is the sign I have in my car. And uh, I have so many different things in my car that um, it's, uh, it's uh, I, I told one guy this week uh, that on Sunday, I said to him, it's kind of gotten a little out of hand. Uh, I'm in the middle of trying to remodel the inside of my car. <laughs> and this guy who was a big guy, he said to me, I think it's lovely. Now, that threw me off because it's not what I expected him to say. <laughs> you know, people said they they commented on it in a lot of different ways. But to have this big guy say he thinks it's lovely. And what, he, what, was, really, what was really lovely was it was a three-stop trip and he tipped me $3. And I got to figure if the money wasn't there uh, in the car, I don't think I got I would get that tip. But um, so, um, let's let's uh, let's interject here that I've done a, <clears throat> a blog story on our website that you guys can go read because Jeff has a tendency of accepting 100 percent of his trips. And it doesn't matter how far, how close. So, you know, he got a lot of pounding on that one. But we did a super popular behind the wheel series with Jeff. I think it was the original one, the first one, right, Chris? Yeah, it was the original one. I think so. And like 45,000 views later, you know, time flies when you're having fun. He got pounded on that video as well. You guys are going to go check it. It's on our YouTube channel. And that started by behind the wheel thing. However, one thing is true about Jeff. Jeff may be the highest percentage tipped driver in the country he receives what is your percentage 40 percent uh last year was 46 percent, and right what? now I'm at 45 
You're down to 45. Wow. <laughs> You're slacking, uh, a Jeff. Bit. A little bit. You're slacking. So 45 well, meetings. That's still almost one out of every two passengers. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Well, the wow. thing is, I, I, I do have an advantage having tourists. But you know what? My, well, my goal is I, I really have three goals when I drive. Uh, okay. First of all, I want as many passengers as possible to feel like they're riding with a friend, that they're not in an Uber. And matter of fact, the quote on the back of the book, one of my four quotes is the guy who said, I forgot I was in an Uber. It was like riding with a friend. And that's one of the highest compliments I could get. The second thing is I want to, I want to give people something extra, something they haven't seen. Um, and, and I've got so many different things now. It is, uh, it's tough fitting some of them in on some of the rides, but people get out of the car and I want them to feel like um, this was the best ride they ever had. And I'll tell you one quick story that uh, a few years ago, I um, drove two uh, flight attendants from St. Louis and the, we were having a great time. It was a short ride, but we were laughing. And the guy said, this is the best ride I've ever had. And the woman said, this is one of the best rides I've ever had. You know, I'm laughing. And I said, what do you mean one of the best rides? I said, what was your best ride? And she told me immediately. She said, uh, there was a guy in Las Vegas who writes a note on a, on a, uh, on a uh, post note for every single passenger. And she still has hers. And you know what? I'm fine if I'm if I'm second to that guy. Yeah, but you, you, you know what? I want I want people to have the best ride they've ever had, and um, and by giving them other things to see, and it's it's really been amazing. I want them to have fun. There's no reason they can't have fun. Rideshare can be fun, and yeah. it is. And I I laugh so much. Uh, I'm matter of fact working on my list of top comments of the year that I've, this is my fifth year putting it together. And it's really tough to narrow it down to 20 some comments. Uh, but uh, I've been working on it. And um, I have, uh, I have some of them right here. If you, I don't know if you, you want to hear a couple, I could, I could throw in a few. If you yeah, like. just throw in a couple because I'm going to throw in a couple to finish the segment. But again, the okay. book, the book is on Amazon. I have a copy. I know Uber, Dara, you're going to get one, like it or not, it's coming one way or the other. I don't know where you live, Dara, okay? But I will get this to you uh, one way or another. So even if you don't read it, Dara, have one of your assistants scroll through whatever. This could make like an amazing behind the wheel content for your fake behind the wheel YouTube channel, okay? So often, there's a often lot of imitated, never duplicated. Exactly. There's a lot of good stuff in here, Dara, but you're going to read it. And um, yeah, you read a couple and then I'm going to finish by reading what's on the back because one of them is truly you. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a few. Um, this came from a physicist. He said, my wife had to kiss a lot of toads before she found her prince. I married the first person I kissed. I didn't think it was going to happen again. Married 42 years. Wow. Uh, last year, I had a young woman who was going to a reptile convention because she helps rescue exotic animals. This year, she told me, 
quote, I rescued three tarantulas and the first day the biggest one got loose and my sister found it crawling up my back. I was screaming and gave them all to someone else that night. So much for that. And uh, a, uh, another woman told me a week before our honeymoon, I told my husband he was hairy and I waxed off a lot of his hair on his chest. His nipples were bleeding and he was crying. <laughs> Never seen Stephen Carell in uh, in um, yep. uh, the 40-year-old oh version. Never seen yeah. one. Yeah. And I'll give you so, one more, which is, yeah. uh, um, I, which is really a classic. A woman said to me, the best comment I ever heard in an Uber was when my male driver in Chicago asked me, where is the closest Starbucks I need to make a bowel movement? <laughs> so, okay. So the book, the book, okay. I, I said it actually, uh, yeah, last week, but uh, how many pages? 380, 380, 378 pages. Again, wow. it's a super easy read. It's not like a novel. You don't have to read. You can jump around, read the funnies, then go back to his best stories, top 50 stories. He's got it all chronologically put in here that you will never be bored. You can read this. As Jeff said in our, during one of our conversations, it says there's no timeliness factor for this book. It's not like uh, that it's, it's you know, uh, it has something to do with the relevant topics of the day. This is his adventure over five years, 10,000 trips, and he's up to 12, I think, now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read this line, and because this is you, buddy. This is you, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad I met you. I just picked you out of the lot last July. Look where we are. Book and covers and interviews, and look where we are, bro. Anyway, so here you go. It says, this is the third comment in the back of the book, okay? This man is a credit to the human race. I wish I could get more rides like this every time I get a lift. Obviously, it wasn't a lift. But besides the ride, this man right here is a credit to the human race, his attitude. And that's why he is the sunshine man of Show Me The Money Club. And, you know, we love you. Uh, much success with this. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, $19.99. Jeff is not making a penny on this. But it is such a good read that I think you should go just grab it and, you know, read it. And uh, I guess it. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on. It's been a while. Thank you. And you mentioned every show. I, I know. And say <laughs> hi to your lovely wife of 40 years. That's 40. Right. Okay. And uh, the book's name, again, Driving on the Sunny Side, because he's the sunshine man. Sunny Side with 10,000 Strangers by Jeff Honig. He is the sunshine man. He's, he's, he's my guy. I mean, shit. This is the man right here. If you're going to learn anything in life, Talk to Jeff for half an hour. Your day will change. Your life will change. Everything will change. <laughs> and part of my softening is due to him, right? I'm not that soft, but clearly people are telling me, you, you know, you're softer now. I'm like, yeah, I talked to Jeff. <laughs> That's fine. So, well, my business name is the Sunshine Man. Yeah. All right. So really? much, much love, much success. We're going to keep you posted. I will keep you posted when Dara gets this thing. I'm, I'm telling you it's going there. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeff, for coming on. And good luck to you and your book as well. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. I'll be here. All right. Yep. All right. Bye.
All right, Sergio. Um, so we're going to wrap up now, guys. Uh, question for you. You got anything going on this coming week? Uh, no, no. We have, uh, okay, you know, we're going to plug what we're coming up. We have more CEOs coming up. Uh, next week, we have Rebecca Locke from uh, Kid Kaboo. On the 31st, we have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest, Alex Kantrowitz, who just for fun um, interviews CEOs, the CNBC, CNBC alumni. Amazing, amazing gentleman. Um, we have Giggle CEO coming up on the 7th. Bro, we're just just on a roll. We're just finishing mm-hmm. strong. <laughs> and let's see if we can get DK before the end of the year. That's it. That's it. Well, that'd, that'd be nice. So, Uber, yeah. let's get DK on and uh, we'll have a good conversation. Um, yeah. For me, uh, yeah, don't forget, uh, we have Money Hungry coming up tomorrow with Kim and Zach, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you in, or not just rideshare, but if you're doing food delivery, if you're doing last mile delivery uh, with a lot of these apps, uh, you want to check out their little show. And then also uh, go over my channel, check out Buffalo by the Slice. I go around Buffalo, try all the different pizzerias on my quest to find who's got the best slice in town. And then we go around Buffalo and see some pretty cool places that's right near to whatever pizzeria we're visiting at that time. Oh, and uh, just to let you know, there is going to be a very special episode that's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, and it's not based in Buffalo. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. Head over to my other channel. It's uh, Chris PZA, Chris Pizza. Come on. Perfect. So Chris PZA, uh, you could look up at Chris PZA uh, 716 to make sure you get to that channel. So what were you about it's to say? A, it's, a fun, it's a fun channel to watch. It really is. He does great editing anyway for us and himself. Please thumbs up. I know we didn't give any money this week because we didn't have time. We didn't give the shirt. Don't panic. It's going to be back next week. I know. All the people that were putting hashtag us on TMC and hashtag money in, uh, you know, sometimes things happen. So we we had to pull a fast line. It's not going away. It's not going away. (laughs) It's it's here. But this week we had so packed shit with the, you know, older person showing up. We're under pressure, all this stuff. So next week we're back to regular scheduling with money shirt whatever yep. you guys want so that's it and uh yes and then don't forget we got rebecca coming on uh so yeah. that will be a very very interesting show as well yeah. uh, because it's not just rideshare it's it's a little bit more kid kaboo uh so we're going to be talking about children transportation uh, so if it's more something that's of interest of you you know again more tools in your toolbox more tools in your tool belt uh again just trying to get out there and make more money uh, so it'll be pretty interesting to talk with her. And with that being said, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Go out there, make some money, and we'll see you next week.